0: Welcome to Christian Impact, impacting your life with spiritual truth. I am Dr. Kelly Blanton, and I'm sharing practical truths in the Bible that can truly change your life. Today is August 17, 2022. We continue our series, Chronicles of the Kingdom, Lesson 32, Doctrines in Light. Now, when I say the word doctrine and in a title, and with the previous 30 lessons we've been looking at, um, it sounds very religious. It's a very religious-sounding word, and um, we've been obviously talking against the religion of man and man's philosophies, and, and so why would you have a lesson called Doctrines in Light? It sounds... I don't want to say hypocritical, but it makes you think, well, what? You've been talking against doctrines, and now you're going to teach doctrines, and what is this? Well, I want to start with that word doctrine, because it sounds, like I said, very religious. Um, it sounds like it's something that uh, would definitely be used in a religious church setting or some religious order setting, some, uh, quote, important religious word. Um, but actually, the word doctrine um, just means teaching. Uh, in other words, that Greek word used in the, the New Testament, um, when you're translating it English, you could put teaching or you could put doctrine because doctrine means teaching. And so when we say, does your church have doctrine? What we're really saying is, does your church have teaching? So when I hear someone say, my church doesn't have doctrine, you're saying your church doesn't have any teachings. And that's sort of foolish even the great commission jesus said you know teach them everything i've commanded you uh so in a sense you could translate that and jesus says teach them doctrine them not indoctrinate but doctrine it just means teaching now we're gonna look at some scriptures here about what what exactly does it mean when we have doctrine in titus chapter 2 verse 10 it says, not pilfering, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. So again, I sort of kind of jumped into the middle of a thought there, but in that scripture in Titus, notice it says doctrine of God. You have teachings of God. So here doctrine is very is used very positively. You can have a teaching of God. Colossians 2:22 says, which all concerns things which perish with the using, according to the commandments and doctrines of men. So here, again, just jumping into a thought. I'm not trying to talk about the thoughts. I'm trying to point out something. This is doctrines of men, commandments and doctrines of men. So here, it's not teachings of God. This is teachings of men, what what mankind teaches. And then you have 1 Timothy four one. The usage of the word says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. And so here we see the word doctrines used with demons, teachings of demons. And so the word doctrine in itself is not bad. Teachings within itself can be from God. They can be from men. They can be from demons. And so the fear of does your church have doctrine Shouldn't be that you have teachings. That's you know, you shouldn't be upset about having doctrine. Everyone's got some sort of teaching. Is your teaching from God? Is it from men or is it from demons? And this is where we have to sit back and really bring our discussion in because most religious people, all church denominations, all cults, any type of religious group or sect, uh are convinced that their system of theology is a doctrine from God. Okay, we have to understand this. Whatever your belief system is, whoever's belief system, everyone believes their system is right. Because if they didn't believe it was right, they wouldn't be following it. Um, they see that any teachings that don't align with their system of theology's doctrines must be a doctrine of demon or some doctrine of men. So when they hear something different, they go, they just immediately assume that that other teaching is something from a demon or a man. Um, and so therefore this is where you get into the idea of people uh, splitting up and uh, arguing and what we need to understand and talking about the kingdom and teachings of light is, is that one of the enemy's most effective strategies is to just pervert the truth of God by bringing forth some other doctrine, something of his own, or so, and he brings it into the church, the community of believers. And and you know we see this. When you look through church history, we can see where doctrines of demons have been introduced into the church. We can see where teachings of man have been introduced into the church. However, we're living... Thankfully, where God himself is, is not content to leave us in darkness and that he is restoring what the enemy has destroyed, um, that's part of the thing with the kingdom. That's part of the teachings of the kingdom. Is Jesus is restoring what the enemy is perverting. And as he is restoring, we can have confidence that he's going to produce good teaching doctrines of God for us. So, what we have to do is that we have to understand that we can't defend our particular branch, our church, our group, just because a tradition tells us we should accept our doctrine. In other words, do we want to fall into one of the enemy's hands, fall into religion, and just believe... That our teachings are true because it's been that this way in the past. It's what grandfather taught. It's what we 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 fall into. If something has been perverted in us, do we want to blindly say anything against it? it must be bad. This is almost like the true, can you keep an open mind? Because what we have to understand is that. As God is teaching and revealing to us, He will sh- He's going to show us what's good and He's going to show us what's bad. And a lot of it goes into how do you receive truth? How do you receive truth? You see, ultimately the doctrine of God, you know, which is the teaching of God, it will withstand all things. I like got scripture from John, you know, about you know the the light. Lights come. The darkness doesn't understand it. The darkness can't overcome the light. And so, the 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 things, the teachings of God, the words of God, are going to overcome the teachings of men, the teachings of demons. We don't have to fear that somehow Satan or man is going to win. That's it's not. It's not going to happen. So we we can trust God's words. We can receive God's words. So how do we how do we figure out which is what well if you look at that first Timothy passage and we're going to look at specifically uh, chapter 6 verse 3 because chapter 6 verse 3 says if anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which accords godliness and this was actually a reference back to that deceiving spirits, doctrines, and demons. It's, it's in this context of this referencing back here. And it's talking about receiving wholesome words. And even the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and the doctrines according to godliness. Um, that word This says, and the doctrine, the teachings, which accord to godliness. How do we know what we're hearing is coming from the Lord. Well, here is, is using this word uh, godliness with doctrine, and um, I once heard the phrase about wholesome doctrine. What is wholesome doctrine? Well, wholesome doctrine is doctrine which accords to godliness, teaching which accords to godliness. It's it's wholesome. What does that mean? Well, the words that Jesus used when he taught with was wholesome. They're they're godly words, and so. Any teaching which does not appear to be in agreement with the words of Jesus Christ, nor in accordance with his character and the nature of God, should be re-examined. We should look, wait a minute, I'm hearing a teaching. But it's not really in agreement with what Jesus taught. It's not really in agreement with his character, the nature of God. I need to examine this. I need to examine. The Bereans, Paul commented on the Bereans that everything Paul taught, the Bereans took it eagerly, but they examined it with the scripture. They examined it with the truth. They wanted to see if it was true. They liked what Paul taught, but they wanted to make sure it was the truth. And Paul commended them on that. That's a good thing. And so... When you, when, you, when you think about when you hear a teaching, we can compare that teaching to the Word of God. We can compare that teaching to the witness of the Holy Spirit living within that, within, uh, within us, excuse me. And really, with those two together, the Word of God and the Spirit of God living in us, we can begin to see, does this teaching line up with the words of Jesus, the character and nature of God? You know, Matt and and in Matthew chapter seven, verses fifteen through twenty, and I'm not going to read because it's I'm not going to read that those those passages of verses, but it's talking about you can know a, a man by his fruit. It talks about you know a you, a good tree produces good fruit, a bad tree produces bad fruit, and that we can know people by their fruit. Um, I don't want to get into a teaching on knowing people and about what they're producing and stuff. But the same thing can be said about teachings. When someone teaches, you know the fruit of their life is revolving around the fruit of their teachings. So here's some questions that we can regard when we hear a teaching. You know, well, what's this teaching producing? What's the fruit of this teaching? So here's the question we can ask ourselves. Does the fruit of the teaching seem to allow the powers of darkness opportunity to function now? Does this teaching in any way seem to promote ungodly behavior now? Does it produce false assurance to those who practice sin and lawlessness? Does it create less motivation to serve God and see His kingdom now? Does it seem to elevate anyone or anything equal to or above God? Does it cause us to despise prophecy and despise spiritual gifts? Does it tend to ascribe the works of God to the powers of darkness? Does his teaching cause us to fear the powers of darkness? Does it cause us not to love our brothers or our enemies? Does it hinder our forgiving others from our heart? See, those are questions you can begin to just ask. And see, in those questions that you're asking is you're looking at, well, what is the fruit of this teaching? Does the fruit of this teaching line up with the words of Jesus? Does it line up with the character and nature of God? And I feel like I just want to emphasize that character and nature of God because there's so much false teaching especially in the church today. And I I hate, sometimes I feel like I'm bashing the church. I'm trying to teach us how to follow into the kingdom, into what God has for us. And we just have to acknowledge and see where we've allowed the philosophy, the commandments, the traditions of men to override the words of Jesus. And there's so much that we have allowed things to enter into the church that we now have accepted that are against the character and nature of God. And and so these questions are helping us go. Is this really? What's this producing? And so and so the fruit of any doctrine, uh, we need to measure by the effect on those who are receiving the teacher, teaching. A true doctrine of God will motivate you and I towards godliness. It's going to motivate us to align ourselves with the character and nature of God. It will build. Faith, hope, and love. Those three great mysteries that we've spent some time teaching on. Godly teaching produces faith, hope, and love. Uh, Godly teaching will promote godly behavior and activity. Not only will it produce godly activity, but activity that's profitable in producing the will of God. In your life on here on planet Earth, you know it should move us forward. It moves us towards health and well-being in our spirit, soul, and body, our complete selves. You know a true doctrine of God will inspire loving and respectful fear of God, and a fearless disrespect for evil and the enemy. You know, a a teaching of God will, will move us, will move individuals toward freedom from evil bondages, bondages that are connected to any person, place, or thing. A true teaching of God will move a person towards total love for God and allegiance to God above everything else. It moves us towards that alignment of God's love and His care for His very creation, you know, as, as as a Christian living in the kingdom, it, in, in a sense, it even makes us a little bit like an environmentalist. Not these crazy people that are yelling weather change. But we're environmentalists in the case that we don't want to, you know, leave trash around. We want to take care of the creation God's given us. Now, false doctrine, on the other hand, false teaching, teaching of men or demons, will always move us to the opposite end of truth. It will always move you in the opposite direction. In other words, it will erode the principles and precepts of God. And it wants to plant, there are alternative ways. There are other ways to do things. Doctrines of demons or or doctrines of men... They allow and encourage movement away from the character and nature of God. False teaching is going to weaken your faith, hope, and love. You're going to have a little less faith, a little less hope, a little less love. Uh, False teaching will tend to lessen godly behavior and activity. You You won't do quite as much that seems so godly. And... What you do do is not profitable production towards the will of God in your life and the earth. It's it's not moving forward in that. The false teaching will tend to inspire a lack of respect for God. It also will teach you to have a lack of respect of fear of the evil, of evil, and the evil one himself. And what I mean by disrespect of the evil one, we we make we make Satan a little cartoon character. He's a little red man with horns and a pitchfork. He's the boogeyman, and 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 we we relegate him down to a small thing, and that's why so many people like like horror movies so much. We we blow up the horror, but by blowing up the horror, we've actually reduced the enemy into something small because it's now in the realm of make believe. False teaching will also move a person towards bondages. It moves you towards addictions. You can become addicted to a person, to a place, or a thing. I am horrified at the way the, the church has even handled the teaching on alcohol. Can alcohol send you to hell? Well, no, not necessarily. Everything's permissible, but not everything's beneficial. But some of the teachings, because... It's not necessarily a salvation issue thing. They've turned their teachings now and now people, they're being driven into bondages of alcoholism where breaks families and destroys lives. Is, is that a good teaching? False teachings will also tend to help you to create allegiances to something other than God. False teachings will also cause you Not to love the way God wants you to love and not to care for his creation. See, we have to understand is that false teachings has caused people in the church. I'm not talking about the lost and unsaved. The lost and unsaved are lost and unsaved. If you're lost, how can you have good teaching? Because you're lost. But in the church where we've had good teaching, this is where the enemy wants to bring in false teaching. And we have to understand that Christians have been enslaved in religious bondages for centuries. Believers of God have always been fighting this. It's almost, you know, it can almost be depressing how often we seem to fall backwards into something like that. You know, I personally when you, you think of all the biblical examples, I always just immediately gravitate to the Israelites leaving Egypt and going into the promised land. It's such a beautiful picture of us leaving the leaving the world. We gotta leave the world system, how the world thinks. But you know, when those when those Israelites were leaving captivity, they were leaving being enslaved in Egypt, they had they had so many false teachings and so many bondages. And their attitudes were very defeatist. You know, um, think about it. They had some of the greatest miracles ever performed in front of them. The Red Sea, the plagues, the manna, the, I mean, God and a, and a column of fire coming down to their defense and to speak with them. I mean, they had all these great things. And yet, they would always seem to fall back and depend upon the false teachings they had. They always wanted to go back to Egypt. They always wanted to fall back. We need to examine our hearts. See, they had, as the Lord said, they had stiff necks, hardened hearts. Do we want to have a hardened heart? When you ask yourself those questions about false teaching, it's pretty powerful, the simplicity. Am I being built up in my faith, hope, and love? Am I drawing closer to God? Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. See, Paul was talking about, in that that little portion of Scripture, people saying, well, you can't eat this, you can't eat that, you can't, and and they're talking about the law, and the rules, and regulations of men, and Paul just jumps on this, and it's like, it's not about this thing here, it's not about what, what you can and can't, it's not about eating and drinking, it's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, He's boiling it down. They're they're arguing about what they can and can't do, and he's like going, "Is what you can or can't do bringing you righteousness, peace, and joy?" We need to focus on the kingdom. What is Jesus trying to do? He's not trying to come and 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 burden us with do's and don'ts. And if you don't do this or you do this, you don't get in the kingdom. He's trying to bring us righteousness, peace, and joy. 1 Corinthians 4.20, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. And in and, and, and 1 Corinthians, man, those first few chapters where Paul even says he didn't come with persuasive words, but in demonstration of the Spirit's power. Ultimately, when we start talking about doctrines of light, The teachings of God brings the power of God into your life. It brings the fruit, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, love. I know I didn't put those in order, but the order doesn't matter. The the thing is that these are qualities of the fruit of God, the fruit of the spirit that you want in your life. We want the good things of the kingdom. And God is offering us these good things, but we have to listen To what he's trying to to tell us. What he's trying to teach us. If we don't listen. Then how can we receive. The good things he, he has for us. Because in the end. God has good things. God is providing us a better way. He's providing us. A way out of darkness. And into his light. Into his eternity. Into his heaven. Into his spiritual kingdom. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you're not leaving us in darkness. You're not going to leave us to lies and false teachings and bondages. And But Lord, instead, you're, you're coming to bring us freedom. You're coming to bring us that righteousness, peace, and joy. And I thank you for that, God. Father, I pray, God, I know this is a a shorter lesson, Lord, and it's, it's not quite as complicated, but God, I pray, God, that that we wouldn't get caught up into this witch hunt that so many believers are caught up into because of some traditional teaching that came from a man. Father, I pray, God, that we would begin to look for your words and your kingdom, God, that we would seek to follow you, God, that you would draw us close to you, God, that we would see who you are, your character, God, and your goodness. Lord, I, I pray that you would strengthen us all, God, that we would learn to love ourselves, each other. That we'd learn to love our enemies, God. And that your kingdom would be produced in our lives. God, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name. You can listen to more of the series, Chronicles of the Kingdom, on our website, ChristianImpact.net. It's on a variety of, of, of channels and And ways you can listen to that. Drop us a line sometime. And until next time. God bless.